Well, ladies and gentlemen, the title of this episode of Conversation with Green will be, will be the the title of this episode of Conversation with Shelby Green will be called Another Day, Another Episode, Another Recording, or whatever, whatever. But we rock and rolling. Welcome everybody to another edition of Conversation with Shelby Green. I'm your host, the main man, Shelby Green. I have nothing to drink, so no swig of nothing. Oh, here's a bottle of water on the floor. Swig a bottle of water for the working man. Hmm. That was good shit right there. Man, oh man, what's going on in life lately? Well, squeezing this recording out at 6.13 p.m. on a Tuesday evening. So that, that means that life is um, life has been a little re- hectic, man, um, the last couple weeks. Life has been nuts. It's been very, very hard to get shows out here on a Wednesday for you guys. But next week, I should be back in momentum swing. I have a four-day weekend coming up for my birthday weekend. My birthday is March 4th. Um, i just been, just been, life's been a motherfucker, man. Yeah, and anybody knows, knows how life can be sometimes. It gets in the way of things. I've been going to the gym more often, um, getting a workout routine. My sleep schedule's been messed up. I'll tell you what happened to me yesterday on a Monday. I got up 7 a.m. Monday morning, went and did some things. Went to the gym that afternoon with a buddy of mine. Came home, settled down about 3, 3 4 o'clock. Was going to lay down and get a nap in. And tried to lay down, tried to lay down, tried to lay down, tried to lay down. I couldn't sleep. For whatever reason, I just could not sleep. So I said, okay, well, maybe I'm just... Maybe I'm just struggling a little bit. Maybe it's just, maybe just, you know, I'm just, maybe I'm just, just fighting my sleep, whatever, right? So I got up after, you know, when you're, when you work out and you're on a diet, diet, a carnivore diet like me, your body needs protein. So I got up and made me a fucking T-bone steak, a big ass T-bone steak. And I ate that, washed it down with some food, with some drinks, drank, drink, drank, whatever the fuck. And I said, okay, well, you know, maybe it'll help me out. And 6 o'clock, I lay down, and my eyes can't sleep. So I went and went into work. So what do you do when you can't sleep? Well, you get up, you clean yourself up, and you go to work early. <laughs> and I went to work, and I went to bed this morning about 9.30, and I got up at 5.30 this afternoon. I slept all the way through. Slept all the way through. So I was up for 26, straight, 26 27 straight hours. 26, 27 straight hours. Yeah, I just said that. It happens. We work nights. Some days are worse, but I do have a four-day weekend coming up, so I will be able to sleep a little bit, so I'm very excited about that. Um, took a day off for the gym today. My body needed a rest. My body's aching really fucking bad because I did a Saturday morning when I got off work. I went out to the east side here in Indianapolis and went and played ball, went and hooped, and then I went home and slept, and I got up and did a second workout at Fossa Fitness, my, my home gym. My home gym, the one gym I go to consistently. I did an upper body day. Then Sunday morning I got up. And I went to went to work, worked some overtime, and then I got off work and went to the gym. I didn't get home. I got up at ten thirty Sunday, or no, got up at nine thirty Sunday morning. I didn't get home to seven 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 thirty that Sunday evening. So my body didn't rest at all this weekend. I was busy as hell. And then, like I said, Monday, you know, my body just said, "All right, dude, you didn't rest. Your body's aching." So my body's pretty much aching. I'm kind of sore right now as we speak. But at the same time, you know, life is crazy, man. But I did. Ha- I do have a couple things to talk about today on the podcast. I got a couple of uh, got. We got more wrestling to talk about today than anything else. WrestleMania 40 is right around the corner. I do have a brief preview show. Also, by the way, I want to let everybody know I did talk on the podcast last week about the space I was going to have on Twitter. I apologize for not having the space going. I didn't have that space. Um, I'm going to try very, very hard to do something. Maybe on a Monday evening. 
on my birthday night to try and do something because I don't have to work that night. I'm going to try and do something with that. So I apologize to the Power 10 podcast, to Jeremy, um, Jeremy Bless 55. I'm sorry to apologize. Those guys were looking forward to doing it with me, and I apologize. I just, my life has been a mess. Anybody knows me knows me personally. My life has been all over the place the last almost two months. So it's just, I'm just trying to get everything in order, and I'm working slowly on it. And just little setbacks here and there, but I'll be all right. So, yeah. That being said, how how are we rocking and rolling today? Well, let's see. Usually I open up with talking about Louisville basketball, and there's not much to talk about. Um, there's not much to talk about. Louisville plays, well, you're hearing this. It's recorded on Tuesday, but it drops on a Wednesday morning. They play Duke tomorrow night at Duke. They're probably, it ain't looking too good. Um, Louisville is really, really, really struggling right now. And I'm at the point where I'm with everybody else. I just want to win, and that's how it's going to be. I'm going to make this real clear. People have said that I've been wrong about Louisville basketball the last two years on my thing, my post. I can only report what I've been told. And what I was told was at the beginning, when Kenny Payne got the job, he was going to get three years guaranteed. Year one went really bad, which really wasn't his fault. Even though people can deny it all they want, it really wasn't his fault the mess he inherited. And I'm so sick of talking about this shit, but I got to keep talking about it. Um, year two, we had a lot of optimism. Good recruiting class. Got our forefront of a, a foundation of people here that would I thought would work. Um, and obviously it didn't. Uh, it hasn't worked at all, to be honest with you. Um Struggling with that is very, very bad for some wins. Um, Trent Flowers left right before the season started, right before class started. The highly tied freshman that was supposed to be the was supposed to be the building block for the program. Dennis Evans, another top twenty-five player, has a medical issue that he cannot play. So there's two guys right there. JJ Trainer, our senior forward, who's kind of our leader, our captain, has had some injuries. And got was out for the year. Sky Clark has been in and out of the lineup. Tyler Johnson's been in and out of the lineup for, for a couple games. Um, Trey White has had a groin injury. Emmanuel Okafor, backup big, has had an injury. Um, it, it, it's just been frustrating, man, because people say, well, they were healthy. They weren't winning games either. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. They weren't healthy winning games either. But that season progress, things would have got better. And it didn't. Back to piggyback on what I said about Kenny getting the third, third third year. I was then told that if Kenny got it was start out the minimum. If Kenny Payne can get twelve wins this year, he's gonna gonna get a third year. And it's probably not gonna happen. But also, the more I sit back and look at things, something's telling me Kenny's gonna get a third year. Maybe I'm wrong. Because I feel like they're a year away from literally flipping this thing. They flip this thing. And I think it's going to happen. I think there's some need some roster changes need to happen. I think there's certain players that are going to come back, and I think there's some players that are going to leave. And I think there's some guys that are grasping, that not are struggling really bad with things, and it's going to happen. Um, I think some players are showing their their form. I think, and I'm not knocking guys, but it's the truth. I'm going to say it. I think Caleb Glenn is growing up and is going to be a hell of a player at Louisville. I think. Sky Clark can be an alpha. I think he can be the alpha for this team. I think the Carter, the, we'll talk about the recruiting here in a minute, but I think Tyler Johnson has had some freshman growing pains. I think he's a lot of problem, but I think his attitude is a little bit selfish sometimes, and I think he can get in the way of some things. I'm, I think Tyler Johnson needs, needs to grow up a little bit. I think that takes time, though. Um, 
Brandon Huntley Hatfield has had the biggest improvement of all year long. Brandon Huntley Hatfield is a, is is one of the best, most under you under underappreciated underrated bigs in college basketball. But Brandon Huntley Hatfield is a is a problem. He is. When Brandon Huntley Hatfield comes to play, we 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 nine times out of ten we have a shot to win the game. We really do. Ten times out of ten times we got a chance to win the game when he comes to play, and that's a fact. Um, trying to think of some guys. Trey White, love him. I think Trey White plays his ass off. I think he struggles sometimes on defense guarding guards because they switch often. But I think Trey White also plays multiple positions that can do a lot of things. I think he's one of the best one-on-one isolation guys we got. I think Trey White Trey White is a dog. I really believe that he's a dog. Um, I look at Curtis Williams and I go, I think he's hit the freshman wall a little bit. He's struggling the last four or five games. He really hasn't hit his shots. But I think Curtis Williams has a lot of ability to be one of the best shooters in the ACC, in obviously the best shooter on that Louisville team, but in the ACC and on uh, in the country. I think he has a chance. I think he, he's he got a smooth offensive game. His ball handling needs a little bit of work. He struggles defense sometimes. He makes some bad mistakes. It's like the Boston College game. We got down in that Boston College game in the second half because we got tired. We come down, got a lead. We come down, we get we get multiple stops. We got the lead to six points. Cut the lead to six points. We were looking like we were going to score. Curtis tries to dribble too much. Dribble the balls off full. They come down, hit a transition three, five point swing. I mean, things like that. It, little things like that bother you. And I think that's the problem with Curtis. I think Curtis just hit the freshman wall right now, personally. And that's what that's where I'm at. Um. The, uh, the the negativity surround the fan base with the fan base and the media. Um, I have been very out and open about things. I'm not going to talk about the media no more. I have no reason to talk about them. I'm tired of wasting my energy and time on these guys because these guys have an agenda. They want they want Kenny Payne gone. They want the best for Louisville basketball, but the way they're going about it is wrong. I really believe that, and I just continue to do that. I just believe that there's certain guys at the university that don't that have that down there at that program think they know, and they just and a lot of the reason why these guys are mad because they don't have media access. That's the problem down there. These guys don't have a fucking clue about basketball, and they act like they do. Well, we group as little fans, yeah. Just because you group a fan about something doesn't mean you understand it either. There's some things I get about basketball. There's some things I there's some things I can't break down X and O's why what to do, and that's what it is. And there's some negativity out there about some guys that want to cry, whine, and bitch about everything, and I'm just not one of them. I'll critique guys. I'll critique coaching. And I'll critique what's going on. And that's a fact. Um, I'm sick and tired of every time Louisville gets a win when it's rare. Now, unfortunately, it sucks to hear that from a Louisville team. You know, people want to make a big deal about all these things. You know, you know, you got that big-nosed vampire bastard up in St. John's named Rick Patino. I said what I said. He's up there, and, um, you know, he got he got a win against Creighton the other night in Madison Square Garden. Good for Rick. Um, meanwhile, everybody's celebrating Rick getting a win, and I'm sitting here going like, look what he did to us. You know, everybody's talking about Chris Mack wishing him luck as a coach. When he he you know he's obviously gonna he's gonna go back and coach after being out for a couple of years. Okay, wish him luck. Look what he did to us. You see, that's how bad this is down right now. It's so bad right now that we're we're celebrating or wishing these guys luck when we shouldn't give a shit about them. Thanks for the memories, guys. Appreciate it. Look what you did to us. 
But that's the difference of what a fan base is. And I get Rick has brought and not and now look, I got a lot more great memories of Rick than I do with Mac. But let's be honest. Rick Patino let his program get way out of control and he relaxed a little bit and look what happened. So is it his fault? Yes and no. It, it, it is his fault technically. He let his program he let us he, he he let he let his program relax relax, and that's the problem. And by the way, if you don't like my language, guess what? I don't give a fuck. I'm going to say what I want to say, when I want to say, and how I'm going to say it. Ain't nobody going to talk, and ain't nobody going to tell me otherwise. And I think the hardest thing for anybody to sit back and look at a program is going, what have we been through? What have we settled for? I kind of am on the fence about Josh Hurd now. And I was a Josh Hurd fan. I'm kind of on the fence about him. Because I feel like Josh Hurd is kind of, I mean, let's be honest. Everybody wants to talk about this. Everybody wants to talk about that. I'm happy for Jeff Brom, and I really am. But I kind of wish there was more support outside the football program because the football program shows Brady Brom and Jeff Brom, I guess they're part of the KP Mafia because they're there every day supporting. They're there supporting guys and rooting their asses off for them. And the fan base is getting spoiled by Brom, which they should be. I mean, Brom had a hell of a year, even though he did lay an egg three hours four last games of the year, but that's a different story of a different time. I mean, I can I can say that, can't I? I mean, that's not a problem, right? I'm, I'm sure there's some football guys that are goes, you can't say that. Yeah, I can. I just did. It's the truth. I mean, and he inherited the, you know, he had to rebuild a whole roster. He did a great job with it, but he also didn't have allegations to hold over his fucking head either, like some people did when they took a little job as a men's basketball coach. You know, the women's job, the women's men's job, Jeff Walls, were they 21 and 5, 21 and 6? Somebody tell me if I'm wrong. And, or some, whatever they are. And they got, they laid an egg against a Virginia team at home they should have beat. They had a 58 59 game win. I think it was a 58 59 games win streaks of beating uh, non, what was it, non top 25 AP teams or like something like it was some streak against ranked opponents, oh, non ranked opponents. They got beat. They, laid, they, got, they didn't show up. They got, they, Virginia hit, hit some shots. They didn't play well. And they got beat. It is what it is. But people say, well, they're not. Some people, are, these women team don't rebound. They don't do this and that, right? I'm like, Jesus. Oh my God. Shut up. Baseball season, Dan McDowell, the guy who's actually on a hot, the hot seat, really. You know, they, they, you know what, they, they played horrible, didn't play well, they didn't play well, and they, they've won a couple games in a row. But it's like, I'm like, it's too, and I'm sitting there going like, like I like baseball, man, I really enjoy baseball, but it's like, damn, it's too early. I'm more worried about basketball right now. I ain't got time to worry about baseball. I don't. It's like Jesus. Like you go on Twitter, Louisville Twitter, you just see negativity, 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 positivity, negativity, maybe negative. Ne- it's like Jesus. Like, can we just get a situation, whatever? It's the reason why I quit doing Twitter spaces. I got in. I, I mean, I lost my cool a week and a half ago on somebody, which wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. And I paw, and the guy who's who's there, I, when I eventually do a Twitter space on this podcast page on Twitter, I'm going to ask the guy to be in. I'm going to apologize publicly for it because I felt bad about it. But it wasn't his fault. It was just I, I snapped at him because I was tired of the bullshit. You know, that's the problem. You know? And I refuse to have. I ref, and I refuse to have anybody try to tell me otherwise. It's like people try to tell me, "You, well, you're not a real Louisville fan. You don't know who I am." 
I'm going to my third game this year. I'll be at the Syracuse game this Saturday on my birthday week. I'll be at the Yum Center that Saturday. If anybody got a problem with me, let me pull my tickets up for you real quick. If anybody got a problem with me, here's my thing right here, right now. Come see me in a row in section 110, row double A, seat six. Come see me. Come see me. Pull up. I'm sure there'll be an empty seat next to me. Sit right next to me. And if you got a problem with me, I ain't hard to find either. See, everybody wants to subtweet people. That's what this media, this little childish-ass media we got down there. And here I go talking about the media. <laughs> Shut up, Shelby. Like, get off track, bro. But it's true, though. Subtweets run in their mouth. Uh, you know, somebody out there got mad at a certain local podcast space, the Power 10, for just having opinions on things. And they didn't like it, and they blocked every single one of them. Why? Because they're getting their feelings, and they're sensitive. I'm sorry, Mr. Potato Head. Did that happen wrong with you? Did you get in your feelings about it, Potato Head? And everybody out there in Louisville knows who exactly who I'm talking about, too. You know exactly who I'm talking about. Big-ass head, little short-ass body, want to sit there and talk shit about somebody, act like a hard-ass and then block everybody. What a coward. Seriously, what a coward. That's what happens in Louisville. This is what happens down there. People are frustrated. I get it. I understand it. But at the same time, it's whatever. Who's going to be the next coach of Louisville? I don't know. I think Kenny Payne's still going to get a third year. And I think they're going to get Carter Knox and they're going to get another recruit and they're going to flip this fucking thing around by year three. I think they're going to do it. And I think that's what's going to happen. It's it's nuts. It's just it's just nuts, man. It, it it's just it's just fucking nuts, man. Uh, it's sad. It's just it's just nuts. It's just fucking nuts, man. It's sad. What's gonna what's happened down there? It really is. It breaks my heart. It really does. It really does. By the way, I make this real clear. Chris Beard ain't the pick. Mick Cronin ain't the pick. Will Wade has got a show clause. He ain't the pick. If it ain't Calvin Sampson and if it ain't Scott Drew, it ain't worth making a call. It's really not, in my opinion. So, that is what it is. So... We got some wrestling to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. We got some professional wrestling to talk about. Dark Side of the Ring, my favorite weekly television show, is back. Season 5. It's, it kicks off next week on Tuesday. So get ready, guys. I will I will try to I will try to have uh, even though I, I believe I do have Xfinity, so I don't think they have it. So I'm gonna do everything I can to try and get Get it. Uh, get a. Um, I will try and get everything out for you guys. But here we go. This is. I don't need to pull up that old trailer. Why am I playing that? Don't need that. Here we go. So, Dark Side of the Ring will reveal. It will have a season five premiere episode. I can't believe they're doing five. They've done five seasons with this. This is awesome. Let me pull this up. See if I get a better article out. Hold on, guys. Let me get this up. I apologize, guys. Let's try and get this thing. 
All right, here we go. So, so far they've released... Oh, here we go. This, there's, I'm just going to the Wikipedia page. All right. So basically, this what I what I've known is that what they're going to do is the first three episodes are, are on the page right now. Or if you go on the overview on Google, the first three episodes, first one, the premiere is the Ballad of Earthquake John Tenta. An underrated big man in the history of wrestling. They're going to do one on him. What happened to him? And it says John Tinsley couldn't be further more than the monstrous earthquake character fans love to hate as his career faded and health battle threatened to take him from his family he loved. Season five, episode two, Buff and the Bagwells. Marcus Buff Bagwell, a, a, a brash persona in the ring who was easily matched by his wild antics outside, a much even wilder by his eccentric family he brought along for the ride. Season five, episode three, the one I'm actually looking forward to, Terry Gord, Final Fly of the Freebird. Already a wrestling star's teenager, Terry Gorey's time with the renowned Fabulous Freebirds made him a living legend until an excellent overdose robbed him of everything. Also, I know, I think Cornette talked about it. I think Cornette, uh, Jim Cornette did on his podcast said that there was a... Um, here's the... Um, here we go. Here's a release. This is what I was looking for, guys. I was trying to find... Like, I couldn't find an article. Just sprint. Oh, here we go. We also have episodes on... Harley Race, The Sandman, Chris Colt, Black Saturday, Sensational Sharon, Chris Adams. So basically, a, a solid episode list of guys that I think will be very good. I'm very excited to see what they do. Uh, Dark Side of the Ring is a really good uh, wrestling show that I am a very, very big fan of. I think that that it, it should be more often that we get get these episodes out because Dark Side of the Ring it tells a lot of stories behind the scenes that you don't know about that you, you get an insight of the, how crazy the life of wrestling is especially in those days because a lot of things were different back then than they are now um, for example you don't realize like like professional wrestling is a, it was a sport and was crazy as hell but it's also a, a very different situation of where fact fiction reality is not really far apart because of the way things are in the storytelling of what they do and i recommend that series for everybody and anybody and i'm very very excited to see what they do vice has done a really good job i probably my favorite season was probably season was season two or three four was okay but three had a lot of episodes uh, season one was really good for what they put out but i'm very very happy what they're what they're gonna do and um I just I'm excited to see what they do, man, and hopefully they get another because there's there I don't think they're if people say well they they've done five seasons how many more seasons can they do and I say well they've done five seasons there's so much and people don't realize there's a lot of things to talk about like there's other things they haven't talked about the Sid Vicious and Arn Anderson issue the stabbing incident with the scissors they haven't talked about you know um, ECW's bankruptcy they haven't talked about WCW uh, selling selling their business now the Vince McMahon stuff. That could be something they could talk about next season. It, they, they can kick that off, and that would be something that a lot of people would be interested in. I'm tired of talking about it. But it's one of those deals where you just look at it and go, this is just a, it's just another day. You know what I mean? Like re- Wrestling to me, it's fascinating when you sit down and watch this. And I know also that um, as I pull up this too on my phone as I'm going, that WWE dropped their, their biographies and their rivalry things. Their season four, their biographies, and this is what they've got. 
this week for their biographies. The uh, season one just dropped a Randy Orton, so and season one of Randy Orton just dropped. You also got the bio, the uh, there are six episodes this year on the biography thing, and it's Randy Orton, Diamond Dallas Page, Scott Hall, Sergeant Slaughter, Roman Reigns, and the British Bulldog David Boy Smith. I like that. So you get four, six new episodes. Then we got um, WWE's rivalries, which is basically a just a series of of rivalries what they're doing. And this is what we got for them right now. As I'm trying to pull up the thing. Season one, just this, uh, the the rivalries we got. We've And it looks like we've got, I think there's four rivalries they're doing this year. I think, I don't know. I'm not sure. Actually, I can't get the thing up. Man, I'm struggling today, y'all. I apologize. Jesus, Lord have mercy. So the Rock and Triple H kicked that one off to still got the right. So we're gonna right around WrestleMania season we start getting a lot of um we start getting a lot of um, rivalries and since there is a break in between season four with Randy Orton's um, February twenty fifth and Diamond Dallas Pages episode coming out March seventeenth I'll probably just do a review on that next week because we do have AEW Revolution coming out this week and that will come out I will have a review for that for you guys as well I'm gonna drop that probably. I'll probably drop that in a lot of other things. So that will be something I'm looking forward to doing with you guys. So I got some, we got a lot of wrestling to talk about coming up because you know, WrestleMania is my biggest thing of the year. And that's what I do, man. This is what I do. So yeah, we're going to rock and roll with this. So now to talk about the main event thing today WWE Elimination Chamber. What I have to talk about. up results right here I will say this WWE Elimination Chamber was what I thought it would be a really good show did a really good job and of having a good attendance with the Petru Western Australia Petru Stadium 52,590 people for and I mean this a pre-show match four shows in the main match and an in-ring talking segment and they did a good job. So let's get into it. Uh, I'll be honest with you guys. I didn't watch the pre-show match, but I did watch the four matches in front of it. And I will say this. The Women Elimination Chamber match between Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, Naomi, Raquel Rodriguez, and Tiffany Stratton. I will state this. And I didn't make any notes about this because I was trying to get it. I was so busy. I didn't have time to really sit down and watch it and take notes. I, had, I was doing some other things. But I will state this. All six women... Becky went over, the right woman won. Her, the man versus the main eventer, and I'm, now it's the main event, and I'm going to break that match down to take detail, and I got a lot to talk about with that. Becky won, the right woman won. The man, or whatever you want to call her. Bianca Belair is extremely well-talented. I think her babyface run is getting a little old and stale. I think it's time to turn her as a heel, and I think that will happen. Liv Morgan. I love Liv. I think she's extremely... She's worked her ass off. She has a cult following in a lot of ways. But I also think Liv is kind of losing some steam. I think people are kind of getting burned on her a little bit. Naomi, she was the first woman pinned in this, and I didn't agree with that. But at the same time, she is back, and I'm glad to see her back. She worked her ass off in TNA, did a lot of great things. Check out the TNA Hard to Kill review in the archives. 
Raquel Rodriguez or Gonzalez. Uh, Raquel, I'm glad to see her back. I know she's had some issues with, with her skin, uh, a skin condition she's got. I, I felt really horrible for her, but I'm glad she's back. I think she's a powerhouse. I think she's very talented. She's got a lot of ability. And the woman that stole the show, that stole the match, was Tiffany Stratton from NXT who came up. Tiffany two times. Um, Tiffany has really done a great job. She's got a lot of ability. She's young. She gets it. She works hard. Her work is solid. And people love her. And I think she's got a lot of talent. I think I so all six of these women have ability. I will state this. I know Mercedes Monet or aka Sasha Banks is going to debut on AEW television here really soon in Boston, Massachusetts. She's going to debut in AEW. But I will state this. If I'm Sasha, I know why she's doing it for goal-oriented. She wants to be the face of a company or she can come to AEW and work matches with different people. I get that. I understand that. But hindsight being 20, if you look at the roster head-to-head, you look at WWE's roster of women and you look at AEW's women roster, it's not even close who's better. It's not even close. Those six girls I just named, you immediately put them on on AEW television. They're immediately in the main event. Like that. It, well, well, Tony Tony Khan was screwed up. Tag team match for the undisputed WWE cha- tag team championship. We have got the Judgment Day: Finn Balor, Damian Priest, with Dominic Mysterio, Dirty Dominic Mysterio, excuse me, who got booed out of the fucking stadium, which I thought was great, against the New Catch Republic, Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate. Also, want to piggyback on the finishes of Elimination Chamber. I thought the finish of between the final three with Bianca, Liv, and Becky, Bianca got. Got small package by uh, by Liv. Liv Pinder, one, two, three. And as soon as Liv turns around, Becky hits the manhandle slam, which I do not like her finish at all. One, two, three. It gets the win. I thought that finish was great. This match right here, the tag team match, I thought did a great job. The Judgment Day reigned supreme. The Balor and Priest retained the titles. I thought New Catch Republic with Pete Dunne Tyler Bate was really good. I thought they did a great job. A lot of British Strong style. I thought Balor did a great job with his work. I thought Damian Priest came in there and worked his ass off and shined and did his thing. I thought the double chokeslam spot from the, the double chokeslam spot we did was kind of a little rough, but the coup de gras finish was great. So I thought the match was really good. I thought it was really good to the point that the crowd was into it. Uh, Michael Cole's commentary about how much of a piece of trash that Dominic Mysterio was was really good. So I thought it was great. I thought it was a good job. The uh, segment with um, with Waller theory on the Grayson Waller effect with Cody Rhodes and, and Seth Rollins it did its thing. Cody Rhodes called out the Rock. Rollins did his thing. I thought it was it was simple and it, it teased Austin Theory being a babyface. And by the way, Austin Theory about smacking that Australian reporter for disrespecting wrestling. Good stuff by Austin. Seriously, because I would I, I I'm ready for an Austin Theory babyface push. I'm ready for it. The fourth match, the Elimination Chamber for the World Heavyweight title. And this match we all knew was going to win. You got Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, Kevin Owens, L.A. Knight, and Logan Paul, and Randy Orton. Um, I will state this. I thought the match was really, really good. Um, I, I thought that guys worked their asses off. Um, I felt like it was a little predictable. I liked the finish. I They definitely swerved us. We are now getting L.A. Knight and A.J. Styles because L.A.J. Styles and took out L.A. Knight. And we're going to get Logan Paul and Randy Orton. At WrestleMania 40. So I like that they swerved us and gave us a different idea. I thought the RK, I think Orton is really selling his back right now, or his back is really fucked up, but he is really selling the hell out of his back right now. That kind of worries me. 
But I think in due time, he'll get back to where he needs to be. Drew McIntyre wins after Logan Paul cost, at cost, um, after Logan Paul cost, um, after Logan Paul cost him the match with the brass nuts shots. McIntyre rolls over and gets the one, two, three. McIntyre is going to get his match with, with Seth Rollins. I will state this. McIntyre's done a great job as a heel. He's done a lot of great things. The booking of McIntyre has been awesome by Triple H and company. They've done a great job. But I still think this. Him and Rollins for the world title at Mania, I think Priest will cash in and win the world title that night. The final match, the main event match, the match that everybody wanted to see, Rhea Ripley versus Nia Jax for the Women's World Championship. I want to state this. Can we give Nia Jax her flowers, please, and give her some love and respect? Because Nia Jax has worked her ass off. Worked her ass off. And she has gotten so much better she came back. I mean, she looks great. Her timing looks great. She's done a great job. And it's been it's been excellent. Rhea and her tore the house down. I thought that they had a really good match. And Rhea Ripley came out. She got a stand over. She's a star. Man, Rhea. My God, woman. Lord have mercy. She did a great job. I thought she was awesome. I thought Nia was awesome. I thought, you know, everybody talks about her Quran spot. Yeah, that is what it is. But Rhea really did a lot of great things. She did a good job. She sold her ass. Rhea Ripley looked vulnerable in this match against Nia Jax. She looked vulnerable. Think about that. Who in on that roster can make Rhea Ripley look vulnerable? Nia Jax did that. Nia Jax beat her from pull up The stretch muffler spot where Rhea kind of was doing something with her legs and her ass. If you look at it, go back and look at it. She was kind of... She's kind of doing something. She knew what she was doing. She was smiling from ear to ear, and I thought that was I thought that was great. Um, Nia did a good job. The Samoan spot on the table. The table didn't give. You knew it had to hurt. Rhea hit an excellent frog splash. Countered. Hit the superplex from the top rope on Nia. Rhea gets up. Boots her. Hits her with a riptide. One, two, three. Finish over. Crowd pops. I thought it was a great main event. A good main event for a good show. Getting to the road to WrestleMania, so we get the mommy versus the man at WrestleMania for the women's world championship. I think it's awesome. Now I want to, I want to go on this as a whole event. I can't really sit down and break the whole event because I was so busy. I caught I caught glimpses of things, so I really couldn't sit down and watch it. Now when WrestleMania, when AEW Revolution watches, I will be able to sit down totally and watch the whole show from from Vatum and sit there and break it down because I can do that. But this is what I'm going to stick with as I take my water out real quick. This is what I look at. I think, in my opinion, we all know the original card was leaked after the show was over. We were supposed to get. We were supposed to get. CM Punk was supposed to be in the Elimination Chamber. He was supposed to win the Chamber and go take on Rollins. Cody Rhodes was supposed to work with Drew McIntyre. Bronson Reed was supposed to face Seth Rollins for the World Title in Australia. Rhea and Nia Jax, the women's chamber was supposed to be the same with Becky winning, and the Grayson Waller effect was supposed to have a, a segment with The Rock. That was what's supposed to happen. But obviously, Punk getting hurt changed a lot of things, and I think they just said, well, you know, let's just switch some things around. And Bronson Reed's wife had a baby unexpectedly. They, 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 were, they were working on having a child, but unexpectedly she gave birth soon, so yeah. So, it's, it's, it's um, yeah. So that happened. Now, I take a sip of my water. Let's talk about the elephant in the room, if we will, of of the whole issue that I had. If you follow me on TikTok, at Mayman0310, I went off on Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez on a Stitch video. I went off on them. And I felt it the right to do that. 
the bond, the just bashing Nia Jackson about how bad Nia was. She's still the same. That's not true. Because it's not true at all. Because everybody online was raving about how great it looked. Nia dominated that match and did a great job. And Rhea sold her ass off for it. And Rhea was in her bag. The match was great. It was good, excuse me. It's not a five-star match day for Brian. It's a match that just told a great story and did a good job. And they did what they're supposed to do. That that's what a good match is supposed to be. But once again, they don't do they don't tell you that because that's what they not that's not what they do. On the other hand, as I sit back and look at the, the way things went down and worked out, there was nothing wrong with it. I think people were just looking to cry and whine and bitch about it, and it, it happened. Now, with the way things are going, you know, Nia Jax had that, you know, the last five or six years, she's been on Alvarez's and Meltzer's shit list. But I still state for the record, she's gotten better in the ring. Her timing's been great. She's a great heel. She talks well in the microphone. She's well-spoken. People genuinely do not like her. She's got heat. And she's doing a hell of a job. And I can't wait to watch her and Jay Cargill work at WrestleMania this year together because it's going to be awesome. So, that being said, Meltzer and Alvarez, continue to rate your AEW matches with five stars. Continue to rate all these other matches that nobody gives a shit about five stars. That nobody watches. Meanwhile, how in the hell... Look, look at this. Will Ospreay... I think has over 20 to 25 all-star, uh, five-star matches from Dave Meltzer, critical-wise, right? Okay. How does Kurt Angle not have one five-star match? Who's a better injury worker? Kurt Angle or Will Ospreay? Ospreay is very talented for this new day and age. Kick, push, kick, push, kick, push, kick, push, kick, push. Meanwhile, Kurt Angle, drawn money, badass athlete, Hellacious competitor, fought through injuries, had his issues with drugs. Everybody talked, or Kurtz talked about it. And you mean to tell me that that guy doesn't have a five star match? <laughs> okay. Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. WrestleMania 25. Four and a half stars, didn't get five stars. Seriously? How many more? What, what is the difference? I mean, come on, man. Like that's why I don't that's why I don't pay attention to Meltzer right there. Little things like that. Little shit like that. I knew Meltzer was biased when he said that at A I remember AEW Revolution 2020, the last big wrestling show we had, that or Elimination Chamber 2020 before the world shut down with the pandemic, where it was the Young Bucks took on Hangman Adam Page, Hangman Adam Page, and Kenny Omega for the AEW World Tag Team titles, and people online were saying it was the greatest tag team match they've ever seen. Him, that clown Bruce Mitchell, were saying that shit. Meltzer and Alvarez, and I'm like, what? Because they did a bunch of, they had a great match, but it's not the best tag team match of all time. You guys just like high spot wrestling, like Jesus, my God. That's why I don't pay attention to those guys. I don't pay attention to them, and never have, never will. So, guys, that being said, next week we got AEW Revolution to talk about. We've got some. I may sit down and watch the Randy Orton documentary, get a good re- review on that. Got a lot of stuff to talk about. So, be looking forward to the AEW Revolution review on this podcast. Hopefully, I won't be so negative and critical, but I have been in the back. But I'm looking forward to doing it. And just remember, guys, as I close this show, like always, I don't bullshit. I just tell it like it is, straight up. Have a good one, y'all.